Welcome to Concafe for the 11th day of January, year of our Lord, 2022. We're looking at the Holy Spirit, as we find in Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 12, the first 13 verses of it, in a modern paraphrased version of the Bible called the Message Bible. And we're going to be looking at the power of the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And that's why our devotional for today is called Gifts Meant to be Used. And I would ask that all of us be very serious about hearing what this Word of God would say to us, especially when it comes to our role, our responsibilities, those assignments that God has given us, and the ability and the equipping that God has shared with us to do the work that needs to be done. So as we hear the Word of God, open your hearts, your minds, your souls, your spirits to receive whatever it is that God would have you receive today. So here now, verse 1. What I want to talk about now is the various ways God's Spirit gets worked into our lives. This is complex and often misunderstood, but I want you to be informed and knowledgeable. Remember how you were when you didn't know God, led from one phony God to another, never knowing what you were doing, just doing it because everybody else did it? It's different in this life. God wants us to use our intelligence to seek to understand as well as we can. For instance, by using your heads, you know perfectly well that the Spirit of God would never prompt anyone to say, Jesus be damned, nor would anyone be inclined to say, Jesus is master, without the insight of the Holy Spirit. God's various gifts are handed out everywhere, but they all originate in God's Spirit. God's various ministries are carried out everywhere, but they all originate in God's Spirit. God's various expressions of power are in action everywhere, but God himself is behind it all. Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets in on it. Everyone benefits. All kinds of things are handed out by the Spirit and to all kinds of people. The variety is wonderful. Wise counsel, clear understanding, simple trust, healing the sick, miraculous acts, proclamation, distinguishing between spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues. All these gifts have a common origin, but are handed out one by one by the one Spirit of God. He decides who gets what and when. You can easily enough see how this kind of thing works by looking no further than your own body. Your body has many parts, limbs, organs, cells, but no matter how many parts you can name, you're still one body. It's exactly the same with Christ. By means of his one spirit, we all said goodbye to our partial and piecemeal lives. We each used to independently call our own shots, but then we entered into a large and integrated life in which he has the final say in everything. This is what we proclaimed in word and action when we were baptized. Each of us is now a part of his resurrection body, refreshed and sustained at one fountain, his spirit, where we all come to drink. The old labels we used to uh, identify ourselves, labels like Jew or Greek, slave or free, are no longer useful. We need something larger, more comprehensive. This, dear friends, is the word of God for the people of God, and we say thanks be to God. Well, welcome, dear friend. I pray you have a blessed and safe Tuesday. I pray that the unexpected, unmerited joys of God's love and grace bless you, dear friend. That's my prayer. 
I ask for very special prayers for my grandson Eli. He's our one-year-old who was with us this weekend with Nellie and myself. Uh, today, tested positive for COVID. Uh, we believe he was exposed in his daycare center as his mom got word uh, late Sunday night of possible exposure to a classmate who has it. Please pray for Eli. Pray for his brother e, uh, Liam and for his mom and dad, Caitlin and Jesse Munoz. Our son-in-law and granddaughter, Eric and Sarita Cortez, are feeling better, and we pray that their cases be mild and over soon. Prayers for Nellie and myself as we spent the weekend with, with Eli, and prayers for uh, a dear friend, Mr. Joel Mora, who is in Houston at MD Anderson Hospital with medical needs. Prayers for his wife, Grace, who is a faithful reader of Concafe, and may God uh, work wonderful things in uh, their lives and their needs. We believe, dear friends, I affirm God is good, and as always, pray for one another. Pray for your needs. And why do we pray? Because God answers prayer. Amen. Well, to this day, dialogues, discussions, arguments, and doubts of the Holy Spirit continue. Yes, you heard me right. People are still talking most peacefully about who the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit does. Since that day of Pentecost that we read about in Acts chapter 2, when the flames of fire came down from heaven upon the twelve as they were gathered there for that big celebration, the work of the Holy Spirit continues to be mysterious to many. His work has divided denominations and created new ones and has split many a local church. And even among the work of Paul, he faced questions among believers about who could do what and why and what could and should be explained about others. As a college student, I was exposed to those who adhered to Pentecostal, can't even say it, Pentecostalism, sometimes called the Charismatic Movement, who made claims about the Spirit's work that, even in my youthful opinion, were not biblically based. I even had a pastor one time who said that if one did not speak in tongues, they were not really a Christian. And guess what? That was being said even in Paul's day. And so Paul felt led by God to explain the Spirit's work and how best to understand it. Paul said his believers might remember their days before they became Christians and how they bounced around from here to there trying to make sense of life and life's challenges, even believing in idols and other, and I'm quoting here, phony gods, as Paul wrote in this version of the Bible. Paul's first call is for believers to be intelligent about the Spirit and what the Spirit does or can do. Did you hear that? To be intelligent about it. The first claim, Paul argues, is that if one is truly filled with the Spirit of God, he or she will not say something stupid about Jesus, nor would anyone say something as powerful and significant, such as Jesus is Lord or Jesus is Master, if he or she did not have the Holy Spirit living in them. That is brilliant because it is an intelligent thing to proclaim. Now, Paul goes on to explain that there is only one Spirit who hands out various gifts or expressions of ministry, yet he does it for the common good of God's kingdom and work. 
In other words, the Holy Spirit is not around to divide, but to build up. All of it is the work of God. Some, Paul says, do have the gift of tongues, or glossolalia, which is the uttering of sounds and phrases that some believe is a prayer language, and some instances has been a real language that someone has not studied or learned, yet they, while praying, have been able to pray in another language. The account in Acts chapter 2 has the men from Galilee speaking of the great wonders of God and the language of the international visitors in their own languages. If you want to see that list, go to Acts chapter 2. You'll see the list of people that had come from the known world to Jerusalem. And as they were there at nine in the morning, they heard these men from Galilee speaking in their own languages the great works of God. Now, I read in the mid-80s in Houston a story of a graduate student there at Rice University who was one of four people in the world who studied and knew a dead Germanic dialect. The student knew of the other three scholars, but did not know them personally. And it so happened he was invited by friends to worship in a charismatic Episcopal church. And as happens to those that we invite and they are not necessarily excited to be there, he chose to sit in the back. It's conspicuous, quiet. When this is over, I can sneak quietly out. You know the feeling. I know it too. But while the service was going on, it came to prayer time someone in the front began to pray in this dead dialect. This naturally got this student's attention, and he opened his eyes to see if he could find the man praying in that language. He spotted the man, and as soon as the service was over, he made a beeline to him and excitedly asked, Are you Dr. So-and-so? No, replied the man. How about Dr. Such-and-such? No. The student finally asked, Then how do you know this language? Well, as you can imagine, the stunned worshiper said, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what in the world you're talking about. And the only explanation was that the Holy Spirit used that language for prayer purposes and to bless the student. Paul then explains that the Holy Spirit also gives the sharing of wisdom, which is needed instruction, straight from God to teacher or preacher to students. And I love this version because the way it says each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Isn't that incredible that God would use the Holy Spirit to help people understand who he is? And then he says everyone gets in on it. Everyone benefits. All kinds of things are handed out by the Spirit and to all kinds of people. And to sum it up, Paul writes, by means of his one Spirit, we all said goodbye. We all said goodbye to our partial and piecemeal lives. We each used to independently call our own shots, but then we entered into a large and integrated life in which he, which is God, has the final say in everything. The old labels we once used to identify ourselves, labels like Jew or Greek, slave or free, are no longer useful. We need something larger, more comprehensive, because such is the work of God in our midst when we surrender ourselves to God and truly utilize what the Spirit has to offer us. The best way to close this devotional is to say that God is still in control. God is still doing all that he needs to do using the proper people equipped with the proper gift from his Holy Spirit, because we know God will not be stopped 
and God will win in the end. Amen. Let's pray. Living God, we humble ourselves before you and all that you are doing. Use us as you see fit. Help us to accomplish all that needs to be done here and everywhere. And dear God, we pray for healing for those who are sick, especially from COVID. And we pray especially also for those who attend to their needs. Bless our doctors, our nurses, therapists, all who work there in hospitals, nursing homes, and testing centers. And be with all who need your blessing. It's in Christ Jesus that we pray. Amen. Thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. Dear reader, bless you. Thank you for being a part of this ministry. I pray that if this has blessed you, you would pass this devotional on to someone that they might be blessed as well. Because God has work to do and God can use you. And I pray that whatever it takes, that God would give it to you and you would use it and bless the name of God. Have a great and blessed day in the Lord. Use whatever gift the Holy Spirit has placed in you to bless God and to bless all of God's people. Receive my blessings of peace and joy. I'm Pastor Radio Valverde. Thank you for tuning in. Please know of my love for you, and may the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen.